Okay, this is episode number 34 of Mid-Michigan Bowling News. It is March 28, 2022, and I am sitting down with head coach Bob Tubbs from the Davidson Varsity Bowling Program and head coach Kaylee Tubbs, the head coach of the Kersley Varsity Girls Program. Okay, so as uh, Bob Tubbs will back me up on this, I've been trying to do a podcast for months with you. I actually tried to get a... Um, I was scheduled to come to one of your practices to talk to the girls. I was going to talk to the boys, and it got snowed out. You canceled the practice. It just went on and on and on, and now the high school season's over. But we're finally sitting down. We're going to talk about the high school season. Great. So, um, Tubby, I want you to start, and I want you to talk about your boys' team and how they did in the state state finals. Well, we brought back... um, Five seniors, um, including Shane Gagnon, uh, who was our uh, the MVP of the Saginaw Valley Conference. And um, also, he brought back uh, Jared and Blake Muser, who were uh, just godsends. I don't know where these guys came from. Football players and baseball players who loved to bowl, and just great athletes and, and fantastic competitors. Um, and also, uh, Aiden Fisackerly. Um, and uh, uh, Mr. Hammond. Uh, and then your super freshman. And then um, uh, Jacob Hammond. And then <clears throat> along came the superstar freshman, yes. Um, the, the young man with, with the incredible talent, um, Joe Mers. Uh When you mix him in, and we lost a very quality bowler. In in uh, Caden Duckworth, uh, who went who has gone on to Northwoods University on a track scholarship, so another great athlete, another great bowler. Um, but Joe kind of took that that position in our lineup, uh, and then we just so we knew we were going to be good. Um, we went out, we we won the Flint Metro Championships, and we were and we were qualifying very in the top four in all tournaments. We took second at the kickoff. Um, we were top four in Owasso. We were top four in um, um, uh, other tournaments. Uh, off the top of my head, I can't remember everything. We won the Flushing Doubles. Uh, we were uh, we won the the uh, Grand Blank Tune-Up. So we were we were very successful on the lanes, and we ended up missing out on winning uh, conference by a single win against Bay City Western in their home house. Uh, by one point, we lost 16-15. But it was a very successful season. So, And with the talent that we had, we knew that we could go a long way. So going into the team event at uh, in Lansing, our hope was to come out of the Bakers within striking distance. With, uh, Kevin had said, Kevin Dyer, assistant coach, said, if we're in top five, we're going to go to states coming out of Bakers. If we're top three, we're going to win regionals. Uh, and he put that out there, and he told the boys that. And when we came out of Baker's, a buck seventy, a buck sixty, a buck seventy, and we hit our fourth Baker, and uh, we went two fifty nine or two fifty eight, and we knew right then that we were we were we were we were going to make we were going to states, and we we're going to make a run at winning the winning the the regional. Um, we came back and pretty much, you know, 269, or I'm sorry, 969, 979, 969, and we won the regional by, I believe it was 100 pins. 
Um, and we were, and we felt good. We felt good about the performance. We felt good about the way the team performed. Uh, winning the regional definitely said this was a team that had the the, the properties to go all the way to uh, into the arena and possibly uh, all the way to the championship match. In the uh, singles, we had strong performances from Shane, from uh, Jared Mercer. Uh, Joe ended up tying for 10th place in the singles and losing a roll-off. Um, so it just there's a good place to preach the count discussion. You know, you've had it, I've had it, Kaylee's had it. How important count is. Get your count whenever you can. You don't want to be that that one pin from going somewhere or in that situation where you're tied and you have to roll off for something that you really, really need. Um so we end up Joe ended up losing that losing that uh, roll off uh, to a young man from Oxford. Uh, ended up being Oxford's only rep, boys representation in the state finals. Uh, we rolled into Thunder Bowl and we came through the Bakers and we were sitting, I believe it was fourth or fifth, and then um, we shot a thousand in our first game and we fell a spot. Um, we we went from fourth to fifth actually. And I joked because the next round we shot 950. And I said, we shot 1,000 and we went down. I said, I guarantee you we shot a, th- a 950. We're going to go up. And we did. We were third going into the arena. Uh, interestingly, though, the three teams from our region, Midland was first, Davison was third, and um, Holt was fifth. So all three teams from our region, which was, which was a tough region, were in the top five. Uh, we went into the region, into the uh, arena, and of course, you know, I just can't seem to avoid Macomb, Dakota. They just seem to, to find me wherever, every, whenever we're in the arena. That's probably my most common opponent over the last 18 years. And uh, we were down like 50, 60 pins coming out of the break, out of the two bakers. And we were still down that same 50 pins after about five or six frames. And then all of a sudden, we, we put up a... a, a, a all strike frame and then a four out of five and then a four out of five so we put up a nine mark frame and an eight mark frame we went from down 50 to uh, to down 15 and then up by 50 or 60 uh, advanced into the final four um unfortunately we ran into the number one team in the state in the state um livonia franklin uh that team was stacked uh an almost all senior uh, team just like ours but uh, a team that had broke the the record at uh, Dave's uh, 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 holiday tournament. Yeah, Banger John Glenn holiday tournament. Basically, John Glenn holiday tournament broke the qualifying record up there and really put up some strong numbers through the whole tournament. <clears throat> they shot a two seventy nine Baker against us and we just never recovered. Um, we were we were down. I think we shot a buck seventy six against their two seventy nine uh, or two seventy seven and. Uh, we ended up losing the match by 100 pins. So it was pretty much, we were pretty even with them other than that one Baker game. Uh, but I was proud of the effort um, by the team. Anytime you reach the Final Four out of 100 teams, it's that's a successful season. We we won the regional. We made the Final Four. We we had a lot of successes. We were right there with a with a good opponent who put up who just happened to put up a really good game against us. Otherwise, I think we could have rolled into the final and 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 maybe even gotten out of there with the title. But uh, can't be disappointed with the effort. You guys finished ranked third in the state. Well, um, Dave Kowalski seems to always put me when I finish in the final four or fourth. Oh. I'm not sure why. <laughs> But um, Dave does the final rankings for us, and we always seem to get of all. The, every time I've gotten to the final four, I've been ranked fourth. So um, I consider it three B, <laughs> not not well, four. But 
If you're in the top four in the state of Michigan in boys bowling, you're pretty damn good. Yeah. There's yeah. nothing wrong with there's that. There's nothing wrong with that. Um, uh, and uh, there's a footnote to that, but I'll discuss that uh, a little bit later. Came back the next day for singles, and I had Shane and uh, Jared uh, Muser in the field. Um, we got through about three of the six games, and Jared had a couple, you know, not so great buck 80 here, 190 there, 200 there, 210 there, uh, 220 there. And we were really trying to find the right combination of lines and shots for him. And being a lefty, you know, there wasn't a lot of breakdown on the left side. There weren't as, uh, in the past, we've had a lot of left-handers in that field, but we didn't have a lot of left-handers in D1 this year. So um, we were pretty much on our own pair-to-pair, whether we got a good shot or a bad shot. Um, strangely enough, we um, um, there was a coach who stopped by, uh, and I told him, I said, you need to take a look at this guy if you're looking to fill some, some roster spots for next season. And, um, you know, can't talk to him during the competition, of course. Uh, but uh, I told him that the coach had stopped by and said hi and was keeping an eye on him. And Jerry went out and shot 248 or 247 for his um, <coughs> fifth game. And we went out for the sixth game, and we were doing the math on the numbers about where we were and where we were going. And I'm pretty good at predicting these things. And I said to his brother, we need a 220. All he needs is a 220, and he's in the field. I said, the last thing we want right now is a buck 80. We can't, can't afford that right now. And he came out, and he struggled early. Uh, and we made a hairline adjustment, and he went off for like five or six in a row, shot 222. And he got into the arena. He made the top 16. Uh, Shane was rolling all day long. Shane was definitely getting in. We didn't know. We had no qualms about whether Shane was going to make it or not. Both boys went into the arena, won their first matches. Uh, Shane hit a snag in a second match, but Jared just just caught fire. He, he was averaging. He averaged on the day in the upper 220s for the for the eight games, or six games out out in the. Uh, Qualifying in the eight games in the arena, um, he was pushing almost a 230 average. And he rolled through everybody. And some of those matches you would think would be close. But he had a uh, young man from uh, Lansing who won our regional and is, and is, and is probably a high, is a high candidate for the Dream Team. And um, he beat him by 100 pins in the first bait, in the first match. So he coasted to the final. The anchor from Livonia, uh, Franklin, who uh, also has been signed up for a major program, uh, he took him out in the second round. So he, he faced some of the best bowlers in the state of Michigan. And it was a Livonia Franklin um, uh, junior, uh, Kane, I think it was, uh, that he faced in the final. And he left a solid nine pin in the ninth frame. And it was the difference between being state singles champion and not being state singles champion. Mm. Uh, it was that close. He lost by by eight pins, I think, in total. But if you carried that, he was on a strike and he struck the first ball in the tenth. So it would have made a, a huge difference. Um, but again, you know, if you're bowling singles in D1 and you're going all the way through through the through the field and all the way through the regionals and all the way through the the arena and you you're the you're the second guy in the state. I mean, can you be disappointed with the season you had? No. Um, and uh, you got two guys on first team. And two guys on first team, which is the first time I've ever had that happen. Uh, it was it was an incredibly successful season for the boys. Top four in team, top two in singles, and then on the other side of the coin, our girls 
Uh, Emma Sikursky wins singles championship. Our girls win runner-up and team. I mean, to have all, to be right there, rolling for three state championships and have a, a boys team that was just on the cusp of getting one. Um, I don't think we've had a more successful season than we had this year. It was uh, it was amazing, and I, I just I just can't uh, say enough good things about what these kids did this year. Yeah, you guys had a hell of a season. Oh yeah. Okay, we're gonna turn to Kaylee. It's your turn. Can you match that? Not quite, but I'll try. You went for about twelve minutes. Oh okay, cool. <laughs> so Kaylee, your very first year coaching high school bowling. It's not that you didn't come with any experience. Um, you had some college coaching experience. Um, I know that there were some questions from parents to start the season, but at some point during the season, something had to click with you and your team. Can you talk about that? Yeah. Um, so we started the season, um, our first day at practice, we kind of just went along and we had a normal practice. I gave them some drills, you know, it was, it wasn't like I showed up for the first day and everyone was you know, gung-ho about who I was and, you know, what I was doing there. We just went into practices. It was just this kind of awesome thing where the girls were like, okay, you're our coach. Give me stuff to do. And that, I think, really excelled us throughout the season um, to help us grow and continue that way. Um, we made cut every single tournament we bowled in this season, um, which is an incredible feat for a very brand new team um and as the season kept progressing and kept going and we were seeing success um outside of the first kind of round of competition um that's kind of when i knew that this team could do get a state championship and accomplish that i think for me the first moment that i was like i have no doubt these girls can win a state championship was actually at the grand blank team tournament um, the regional tune-up, which seems a little late, but they went into the first round like they didn't have a care in the world. They went up and bowled and beat the girls and that they were against and were just confident about it. And that's what I think what I saw clicked was because there was a new confidence about them. It wasn't, oh, I don't know, you know, maybe we'll beat them. It was a, no, we're going to go out and beat them today. Um, and then in that tournament, we faced Davison and we were ahead going into the first for the, and going into the second game after the first game and Davison got the best of us but we definitely put up a fight against Davison and then that continued um at regionals Bay City John Glenn put up some really good numbers so we took second at regionals which wasn't the exact goal but definitely it gets us to state that and that's what I told the girls it's all that matters it gets us to state um we bowled best of the best that Monday again um and at best of the best, same same charisma, same energy. We're going to go out and we're going to do our thing. Um, and got all the way to the finals against Davison and unfortunately fell again, but definitely put up a big fight there. Um, it's definitely a different feeling um, compared the end of the season to the beginning of the season. Like I said, in the beginning of the season, the girls would go out and say, we're bowling today, but towards the end of the season, they would go out and say, we're winning today. And going into states after regionals, I had pulled them into the, um, 
into the rec area at Richfield and I said, hey, um, we need to have a team talk. We need to figure out what our goals are this weekend going into states. Um, and they had this really awesome discussion about confidence and what it meant as a team to each other and just being able to have those good team talks that didn't actually really happen much this season. But that I think that talk specifically um, really ignited something in them, especially towards their confidence level, because I told them if they want to see a state championship, they're going to have to walk into the bowling alley like they own it. It's not going to be, oh, I don't know what's going to happen today. Like, no, like you have to show up to the bowling alley like you know you're going to win a state championship. And I think that discussion really empowered them and made them fight for that state championship in the end. Is that something that you learned from doing it yourself? Absolutely, absolutely. If I walked into a tournament and there was like any doubt in my mind I was going to bowl bad that day or, you know, I wasn't sure about my equipment or the ball or my fit that day, it wasn't going to work out. So walking into the bowling alley like you mean it definitely has a good take on the success that you incur. For sure. So um, you touched on this a little bit. Your team was basically brand new. You had Sarah Ritchie as a returner. Uh, Lydia had a little bit of um, experience on the varsity team, but basically a brand new team other than Sarah Ritchie. Yep. And how did you determine like who's going to bowl where? Because the lineup in the state finals was perfect. Yeah, um, so that was a culmination of trial and I won't say error because there was no errors. Um, trial and learning and seeing who fit best where and whose job was what. Um, but we started the season um, with a couple different starters, trying a couple different things. Um, at one point we had Lydia bowling leadoff, um, which is crazy to think about now because she was so solid in that four spot at States. but. You know, we definitely just tried everything we could to figure out what was going to be the best lineup. Um, I cannot emphasize this enough that Hannah Burke would, we would not have had a state championship without Hannah Burke. Um, she was our number two spot and she definitely solidified that spot at the Grand Blank tournament when I realized things were clicking. Um, without her, it would have been hard to get to that state championship. She was absolutely solid and she she started bowling two years ago she picked up a bowling ball two years ago like from picking up a bowling ball two years ago averaging I think she said she averaged like 130 her first season to averaging like 170 in the state finals is absolutely insane and her growth is something that I think empowered the girls a lot too to get us to where we were you're absolutely right um, I was at the state finals I watched I watched all, all of those. Um, your, your choice of uh, your leadoff bowler was perfect. Um, Cash is energetic. Yep. And you need you need something like that at the top of a lineup. Um, she was perfect for that. And Hannah Burke, uh, when she came in, you never took her out after she came in. Yep. Uh, she continued right through the finals, and she was phenomenal. And um, the really cool thing was you guys were in deep, deep trouble the first match. Oh, absolutely. And the girls never gave up. No. And ultimately came down to your anchor bowler finishing to win that match. Yep. And then you had your number three bowler basically finish to win the second match. Yep. And your number four four bowler finished in the 10th frame to win the state title. Yep. So it was 
it was the whole team effort. No, oh, no absolutely, absolutely. And um, going back to that first match, Sarah striking out at the in the last three frames, I think that really empowered us and motivated us to get through the next two. I, if we would have just kind of won it outright, we wouldn't have had that energy and we wouldn't have had that drive going into that next match. The girls were so fired up; they were so excited. They saw what they could do, and that's what got us through at the end of the day. That second team that you pulled, that Carlton Airport team, that team was good. Oh, they're very good. That was a very, very good team, and you guys didn't back down at all in that match. That was that was really fun to watch. Um, yeah, Hannah Burke for sure was a, was a lifesaver, but the whole team just worked so well together in the state finals. Absolutely. It was, it was really, really fun to watch. For me... Uh, it's the first time I've ever been on the other side because I didn't get to go last year because of COVID. Um, so to sit back and watch and, and watch you and watch your team perform was, it was so much fun. It really was. <laughs> it was cool to see. And to see the girls, their excitement on their faces at the end. Unfortunately, the, the, the foul incident with uh, Mason yeah. uh, put a little bit of a damper on the end, but the, the, the really nice thing was Lydia had already gone up and struck out. Right. And right. uh, it was it was pretty much in hand at that point. Yeah. Um, I know some some people don't think that, but it it really was. Uh, you guys were sitting pretty at that point. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Lydia striking out in that final match of her senior year, uh, her last frames bowling was something really special to watch, especially as a former bowler, a former collegiate bowler, a former high school bowler. Those last three frames of your career are something you'll remember forever, and her being able to strike out at the end of it, I don't think she could probably have any better feeling in the world, and I couldn't have been any more happy for her. Um, so that was totally awesome, too. Yeah, really cool. Um, I asked you this question the day of the state finals, so I'm going to ask it again. You won a state title, Bowling for Davison. You won more than one state title, right? How many yep. did you win? Three. Three state titles, Bowling for Davison, and I asked you, so, is it better winning it as a bowler or as a coach? I think a lot of the feelings are similar. Um, the excitement, the realization that you put in all this work all season and it finally paid off. Um, as a coach, it has a special kind of feeling that you get to sit back and watch your girls feel so accomplished and feel like they they did something and feel like they like matter and you know that feeling is that feeling is something that I didn't know existed um and when they were all celebrating and stuff I was watching them celebrate and it was just the most amazing thing and most amazing feeling to know that I helped them get there um and they get to have this positive experience going into wherever if they're a senior if they're graduating or going to next season so so, Bob, mm -hmm. your daughter's first year coaching high school bowling. I know, I know how you felt, but run us through how you really felt when you when you got the word. Well, um, Tammy was keeping me up to speed on what was going on. Um, we were coming out of our. We were ahead of them. They had a tie. They had a tie for one of their positions. Um, so we were we were around ahead of them. So by the time I got eliminated, I had just gotten word that they were drastically behind to Lakeshore, and they were fighting back. 
and then I was checking on the girls, our girls, um, and then I actually got that update after we beat, after we won our first match, and then after we won our second match, I got the update that they had pulled out the win, and that they were now, and they not, and they were ahead in the second match, um, and I kept thinking, if she just keeps them focused, she knows how she can read those lanes better than anybody in that room. And if she can keep them focused and they can keep their mind on just one shot at a time, and that's all she's got to do. She's she's gonna make a she's gonna make a run at that title. Tam came down and said that they had um, uh, moved into the final, and it was Mason. And I said, Ugh, I said that's uh, that's they might want to beat Kersley more than anybody else in the state of Michigan, other than Tecumseh. Um, and I said, that's not going to be easy. Because that Mason coach is good. He knows he knows his stuff. Um, and they were giving us updates. And every update was they're up 10, they're up 12, they're up 12, they're up 11. And uh, I think at one point I just said, just tell me when it's over. I said, I, I can't live this way. I'm a mess. It was back and forth. Back and and forth, um, All the way to, to Lydia. <laughs> we, again, our, our girls were just a slight few frames ahead of them because the our championship match had ended and in D1 for the girls and but we already knew we were lost because the girls were down so much and the boys were still bowling on the other end because it was close and we were in obviously in the crowd now um and that was when somebody come down and said they won it I said holy crap uh yeah it was uh it was a pretty proud moment um but um what she's gone through between MJMAs, high school bowling, working with Alita Sills and Michelle Mullen, working with her coach at Wisconsin Whitewater, uh, bowling in the Wisconsin Tour and the Illinois Tour, and then uh, what she learned from Leanne about uh, you know lane shots and and the and 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 I, and I cannot stress. What she learned in MJMA, um, because she was her coaches at Whitewater were asking her to read shots, asking the team to read shots, and she was the only one answering the question. Um, that she her the wealth of experience she gained being an assistant coach year uh, year on the college level, where the shots change every week. Um, when you get the opportunity then to be a high school coach and you only really have to master one shot and one way to approach it and you've got a whole season to teach your team how to how to approach how to attack that and how to be successful at it and what equipment to use and how to use that equipment to to the to its maximum ability and how to tailor each bowler to that to that process um, I knew it was within her, her valley wick I knew um, having five brand new bowlers might actually have been more of a blessing than a curse because there was no pre preconceived thoughts about how to bowl at states or how to bowl at regionals. Um, early on, they'd make cuts, they'd get a win, and they'd lose. And I told her, I said, your bowlers have to learn how long they have to bowl. I said, Rob's seen it, I've seen it, and now you're seeing it. I said, because she was a little frustrated when she came back from Bay City. Qualified, beat opponent, lost. Qualified, beat an opponent, lost. And I said, the only thing you have to teach your bowlers is how long they have to bowl. 
they get up because they got to win and here comes another opponent and you've got to reset and go get it again you can't be three frames in still still riding the fact that we, we got to win um, and your, your opponents meanwhile trying to take you out and as the season went on and I think the beatings they took from Davison um, on a regular basis strengthened their will and she managed that team Beautifully. I went to a few of her meets. I watched what she did. watched the way she worked for them. And um, she was the right coach at the right time with the right bowlers. I think we, we, I think we knew that, right? Yeah, I think we knew that. <laughs> we knew that, but um, a lot of people didn't. But I don't think there's any doubt about it now. I hope not. No, when you called and said, tell Kaylee that the Kersey job's open... <laughs> I yelled up the stairs and I said, Rob just called to say to tell me that the Kersey job's open. She says, are you asking me or telling me? And I said, <laughs> what do you think? She says, I think you're asking me. And I said, well, yeah, uh, which is common. Our, you're in my common response to each other. Is, well, yeah. Um, and um, she was pretty excited. She wanted it. She, um, it's, it's close to home. It's, it, it was the right time. It was the right, it was the right everything. Um, if, the job uh, hadn't opened up. Uh, I don't. I don't know where she would be right now. She probably wouldn't be coaching. But uh, it was the right. It was the right. The right fix. Um, Are you glad you did it? Absolutely. And I think I think someone asked me, "Well, are you going to do it again?" I was like, "Obviously. <laughs> like, I'm not quitting now." Like. Um, oh, that leads into a perfect question. <laughs> so. First year coach, you win a state title, and you lose one girl. You only have one girl graduating. You've got a couple on your JV who are probably ready. Absolutely. And you've got some eighth graders coming who are pretty good. Yep. How do you top your first year? Um, I have no clue. Back-to-back -back would be, I guess, the way to say it, but um, I think... Something I would at least like to see is more in-season type of wins. Going to the Bangor Jungle and winning and going to the kickoff and winning and, you know, doing that kind of stuff. Um, state championships are few and far between, and, you know, you can't always guarantee that you'll get there. I have said many, many times, you know, this was the reason we got there, that was the reason we got there, whatever it was, but... In, at the end of the day, it's this perfect storm of little things that get you to a state championship, and those don't always fall into place. Um, You're right. I have no idea how the hell it keeps happening. Seriously, <laughs> girls, they've got nine. It's yep. crazy. It's crazy. You're absolutely right. You have to have a break here, a break there. Yep. And that, that first match against Lakeshore, uh, uh, somebody told me the story that uh, one of your bowlers said, for my last shot, I want it to be a strike. Yeah. Um, Lydia Boggs came up to me in that first match, and she said, um, I think she, we were going into the ninth frame, and she said, I'm going to start crying. This was my last shot of high school bowling. And I said, Lydia, this is not your last shot. And she said, she said, yeah, I don't know. You know, what if it is? And I was like, it's not. I said, we got to keep going. And so her and Jeff were talking in the back, and they decided to make a ball change. And Jeff came back, and he looked at Lydia, and he said, Lydia, this is not your last shot. Like, you have to make this count. And she definitely made it count, and between her and Sarah, definitely got the job done to beat it, to get us to the next round. 
Yeah, that that's amazing. That's yeah. the kind of things that you need you need a little luck to win a state title. Yeah, no for doubt sure. about it. And uh, and it worked in your guys' favor. You just led into another question. Jeff Tim. The I think the best person I could have had as an assistant coach my first year. Um, an absolutely amazing guy. Loves loves the program, loves the girls, loves coaching, loves bowling, will do the most that he can for anyone or anything for this program. Um, he taught me things that I didn't know about bowling balls and layouts and that kind of stuff, things that I still didn't know. And then he has so much equipment and he just gives it to the girls. You can use this. This looks great. Put this in your bag. You know, like, he's such a giving person. He works third shift, and sometimes he'll come to the bowling alley with no sleep. And we'll leave the bowling alley that day, and he said, all right, I got to get home. Like, I'll get through out of sleep before my shift at work. Like, he gives up so much to be a part of this program. And, you know, like, I think between me and the girls, we're so thankful that he stays with us and sticks with us. Um, and like I said, probably the best person I could have had as my first coach as my first year as a coach so yeah for sure i've seen that in him many years ago um he's a fantastic guy yeah his kids are the hardest working kids i've ever worked with he is really really a good guy and um he gave you i'm not sure if i told you this but he gave you a huge compliment after you guys won he uh he came up to me and he said kaylee is good she is really, really good. She understands lanes. She knows how to read lanes. She knows how to help the girls line up. And she taught me a lot on how, on how to read lanes. So uh, I thought that was a major compliment for you from him. Um, but I know that he, he actually just enjoys the hell out of yeah. helping out. He is really, really good to have on your side. No doubt about it. Yeah. Um, anything else you want to touch on? Um... I think that's about it. Um, I'm excited for next season. Um, and I think we'll come back strong as ever. We're losing Lydia, which always, she's a huge part of the program. Um, she got us through a lot this season, and it's going to be a tough loss losing her. But um, we still have four phenomenal girls coming back that started the state championships. Um, two other girls who helped us at the state championships we have um multiple girls on jv that are more than ready to be a part of the varsity program and i hear there's even more success in the middle school so it'll definitely be an exciting year for sure yeah i heard there's close to 50 kids bowling for kersley in middle school wow they have 92 teams in middle school bowling that's absolutely phenomenal so uh yeah it's not uh, kersley bowling's not going anywhere anytime soon um Congratulations on your first year coaching, your success. Uh, you guys won the Metro Conference Championship for the 13th year in a row. Is that what it was? I think so. 13 years in a row. So I'm asking you. <laughs> like you weren't there for and, 11 um, of them. <laughs> right. And uh, your first year coaching won a state title. I mean, this guy's been coaching for nearly 20 years and still trying. <laughs> I got three singles titles. <laughs> got to get that team title. Um it's not so, for lack of trying. <laughs> congratulations to you. Thank you for uh, sitting down with us tonight and uh, doing this. Um, Tubby, before we uh, sign off, mm -hmm. is there uh, anything that you can touch on uh, for next year? 
Um, how's your team looking for next year? Any any changes on well, the horizon? We were quite excited at the uh, strength of our JV program of our uh, of our uh, JV program this year. They went undefeated in in uh, league. Uh, they won the uh, Flint Metro Championships. They won the district championships. Um, they won the Flint Metro Championships uh, for JV. They bowled in a varsity tournament, the Owasso tournament. Uh, for our varsity, because our varsity had to bowl on Thursday night, Friday night, and Saturday, and I just couldn't see bowling my varsity four days in a row, so I had the junior varsity team with Joe um, uh, from the varsity team, the, fr- the super freshman, uh, bowl, and they went all the way to, to the final four and almost went to the championship match, just missed it by about 15 pins. So they're bowling against uh, varsity uh, talent and almost went to the championship match for the Owasso tournament, which was impressive as hell. Um, they did not have as uh, do as well in the JV state championships as we'd hoped. They qualified. They uh, they got a tough first opponent. They had a tough first match and got eliminated in the first round. But um, they did make the, the match play. Um, and in that same tournament, uh, Alex uh, uh, Hoover uh, made the singles uh, and, and, put up a, and did extremely well uh, down at... Uh, uh, Sterling Lanes. I always want to call it Ark Sterling Lanes because that's where you and I bowled our first MJMA. Mm-hmm. It was Ark Sterling Lanes before the name change. So, um, and then I've got a couple of uh, strong juniors uh, who've had some great success. Um, uh, uh, Connor Vermilia had uh, 279 in, in conference matches and a 299 in uh, conference league. Uh, at Rollaway, and then um, uh, Caden Caraway uh, is a is a junior uh, who's going to be a senior next year. <coughs> We've had both him and Connor up for multiple varsity meet, meets over the last few years, um, and uh, those two are going to be staples, uh, hopefully, in our varsity program. Um, and then Joe, of course, coming back. Uh, we got uh, Demarius Carter, uh, strong freshman uh, presence. Uh, He's had a lot of successes. Uh, Owen Reyes, uh, also a freshman. This freshman class is stacked. Um, he's had a lot of success on the lanes. Um, that group of four freshmen and two uh, juniors coming back next year is going to put us right back into competition. Um, and then, you know, with Kevin's work uh, on the team and what he's able to do to get, get these guys ready with our uh, practice schedules and our ridiculous tournament schedule. Both you and I uh, were adamant that uh, you have to have a very aggressive tournament schedule uh, to get your team ready for uh, states and regionals. Um, we'll, we'll, we'll have them ready. I told them already, we're, we don't rebuild at Davison. We reload. I have no intention of not going back to the arena uh, at Thunder Bowl. I expect them to give me a 100% effort from uh, this summer through uh through two tryouts and then uh, right into uh, Saginaw Valley competition. And the Valley's been tough. I mean, Midland and Bay City Western and Grand Blanc um, are all, those are all tough matches that you, you, you're going to get uh, a strong, strong competition from the guy's side. What Axie's doing with uh, uh, Saginaw Heritage, they're always tough. They always have a strong team. Um, there's a few nights off in there, um, and th- that gives me opportunities to bring guys up from the lower ranks. And give them chances to bowl, but um, I like what the what's on the horizon. I've got a couple guys in the um, 
uh, middle school too that that Larry's told me about that are averaging uh, plus 170 as eighth graders. And those guys, although I don't think that they're going to make a dent on varsity the first year, but they're definitely going to be you know you know we're a year away from having those those two uh, juniors are going to graduate after next season. So. Uh, we're going to continue to build. We're still going to continue to be strong. We're still going to, we're going to be an effort in the Saginaw Valley. And uh, if I can keep us in a region that is close to home, um, I think I can get us. You know, I think I can continue to get us to states. And if we can get in the arena, if we can get to states, then we can get in the arena. It's just that easy. It's just uh, uh, stay in the course. You know, keeping keeping the focus, filling the frames, winning the games, winning the games, winning the matches, winning the matches, winning the titles. Winning the titles, winning the championships. You need some breaks. Yeah. As Kaylee found out. <laughs> so, uh, last minute plug here. Um, yes. I'm assuming that both of you will participate in the K Camp this year, which is going to be the second weekend in August at That's Richfield. The um, last year we had close to 80 bowlers. I foresee that growing because of the amount of kids that are in middle school program right now. So, uh, I think it'll be well over 100 bowlers this year for that K Camp. Uh, which is going to be open to middle school and high school bowlers. It's a Friday, Saturday, Sunday event. Friday night starts at 6. Saturday is early in the morning till mid-afternoon, and then Sunday is a tournament on the Phantom pattern, which is the new high school yes. pattern. Um, so that's my plug for that. Um, I'm assuming that you guys will both be there to help you have been in the past. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. it's, uh, it'll be good for you, for yes. your program, for the future to get involved in that. Yeah. Um, Bart has always been involved in that from the very beginning, too. Yeah. So, um, thanks again, both of you, for sitting down. Sure. We're almost 42 minutes in, so I didn't want to go over 35. So, uh, Bob, Bob likes to talk a little. <laughs> <laughs> no way. I knew you were going to make 35 when you said it. <laughs> All right. So, again, congratulations. Both of you guys had uh, very successful seasons. The, uh, the Kersley boys also had a very successful season. The, the Davison girls also had... <coughs> Very, very successful season. Um, Kaylee was named the Coach of the Year yep. for Division Two. so congratulations on that. Thank you. Um, yeah, just a great high school bowling season. What a way to start your career. Um, I think Mr. Doyle would like to sign you to a long-term contract right now. <laughs> I'd be honored. I don't intend on leaving the Kersley program anytime soon. Um, it's definitely been an honor my first year. And I just want to keep rebuilding, keep helping, keep this sport alive, especially in the Flint area for these kids. So definitely not going anywhere anytime soon. That's a, that's a huge thing that uh, we all need to understand. If you want this sport to continue to succeed, you've got you to gotta help people out. Yep. Yeah, um, absolutely. I've been bowling on a mixed doubles league, and I've been helping some, some older ladies out. And they were like, oh, let me pay you. And I'm like, uh, I don't want any money. <laughs> right. Like, well, what are you getting out of this? I said, the satisfaction that you're enjoying the sport. And yeah. you're going to continue to do it. And yeah. we as coaches, former coach, and you guys as coaches need to continue to do that if you want this sport to continue on. Absolutely. And there's no better place than in Genesee County right now. we got some really good young bowlers in this area. Yes. So. And good proprietors. Um, yes. I didn't even good. get to touch on my touch proprietor. On um, Jim Tuber is absolutely amazing at Richfield Bowl. Um, you know, always asking what he can do for us, how he can make us better, give us practice, give us the shot, you know, whatever he can do to help us get there. Um, 
And without him, I don't think Kersley would have probably seen half the successes they have seen throughout the years. Um, incredible guy, incredible facilities, incredible staff. Everything is just awesome about Richfield. I can second that. In all my years of coaching there, no doubt about it, one of the best in the state. Um, his promoting of the youth bowling yep. by buying the buses and busing the, the kids in, it's just incredible what he does for you. Um, he had three bowling alleys when I started coaching. And right. I, I utilized all three. He has two, yep. and you utilize them both. It's it's great to uh, take advantage of that, too, and he's very willing to help out yep. w with anything with any kids. Um, but I know that he'll, he'll be uh, rooting, especially rooting for that Powers team the next few years. Oh, yes. <laughs> with, uh, with his kids there bowling for Powers now. And they're pretty good. They are. They are. pretty good. He's, okay. he's allowed us to host our holiday doubles since our – Bowling Center's not big enough to host a tournament uh, for, we're going on uh, 16 years now. And uh, every one of those has been in, one was at Nightingale, one was at Bees, and everyone since then has been at, has been at uh, Richfield. Richfield. Yep. And, um, and you usually fill the house for he that. Has, yeah, he has been over backwards for me to allow me to do that, and, and that helps fund my program every year. So um, it's been a great, a great help, which is why I don't mind helping out with the Flint Metro tournament or any other tournament that that lands uh, at Richfield, because uh, Jim's uh, he's, he's he he helps out the Davison program. Oh, okay, so you're going to help for the uh, middle school singles tournament May 22nd, Richfield Bowl. <laughs> I, <laughs> I think you'll think be in I'm Vegas. In Vegas. <laughs> oh no! I don't know. I have to see when we get back. We might be Are back. You going to Vegas? I'm not. Oh, you can come. Back. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> um, we might be getting back that day. I don't know. It's a Sunday, May twenty. I think it's May twenty second. Yeah, I think it's we leave on the fifteenth. The week before Memorial Weekend. Yeah, yeah that's our uh, that's our getaway day between our birthdays. Okay, can't fault you for that. Well. Okay, thank you very much again for sitting down. That'll uh, wrap it up for this episode number thirty four, Mid Michigan Bowling News. Uh, we'll do it again. Thanks.